Welcome on into your September 28th edition of Montana at Noon. You're with me, Chris Reyes. Why don't we get things started by taking a look at the weather command forecast for our area. For the rest of today, it's going to be breezy, cooler, partly cloudy early in the morning, then becoming mostly cloudy. Highs 65 to 70, northwest winds 10 to 15 miles an hour, shifting to the west 15 to 25 miles an hour in the afternoon. Tonight, breezy, colder, mostly cloudy with a 50% chance of rain showers in the evening, then partly cloudy after midnight, lows 35 to 40, west winds 15 to 25 miles an hour, decreasing to 10 to 15 miles an hour after midnight. Wednesday, sunny, highs 60 to 65, West winds 10 to 20 miles an hour. Wednesday night, mostly clear. Lows around 35. Southwest winds 5 to 15 miles an hour. Thursday, warmer, sunny. Highs 70 to 75. South winds 10 to 20 miles an hour. Thursday night and Friday, mostly clear. Lows around 40. Highs around 70. As we get to the weekend, Friday night, mostly cloudy with a 20% chance of rain showers. Lows around 40. Saturday through Sunday night, mostly clear, highs 65 to 70, lows 35 to 40. Monday, partly cloudy, highs 65 to 70. Moving on now to local stories from our area. The FBI has confirmed that one person is in custody after a shooting in pursuit early Saturday morning on the Rocky Boys Reservation. Moses Zamora, born in 1984, is being charged in U.S. District Court with assault with intent to commit murder and use of a firearm during and in relation to a crime of violence. The FBI would not confirm the name of the suspect, but the criminal complaint was signed off on by a special agent. The affidavit states that the victim was life-flighted from Havard to Benefice Hospital in Great Falls and is on life support. The complaint says that Zamora used and discharged a firearm at a Rocky Boy residence in an attempt to murder a man. Zamora then allegedly fled the scene, leading to a pursuit which ended at a Bowery Peak early Saturday morning. Zamora is scheduled to make an initial appearance in U.S. District Court in Great Falls on Tuesday afternoon. Continuing on, the National Transportation Safety Board has begun their investigation into the derailment of a westbound Amtrak Empire builder on Saturday that killed three people and has left five still hospitalized. At a press conference Monday, NTSB Vice Chair Bruce Landsberg said the derailment occurred on a gradual right-hand curve prior to reaching the switch on the track. Although the full investigation will take months, Landsberg says that the track could reopen in under a week. We don't know at this point uh, exactly what happened, whether it was a track issue, whether it was a mechanical issue with the train. So all of these things are open. The train was traveling between 75 and 78 miles an hour at the time of the crash had a forward-facing camera, and was equipped with a black box, which provides data from the time of the crash. Landsberg says nothing is being ruled out yet as a cause to the derailment. We don't know at this point uh, exactly what happened, whether it was a track issue, whether it was a mechanical issue with the train. So all of these things are open. A preliminary report is expected within 30 days. Continuing on in local news, early voting has begun for the Fort Belknap primary election. The date of the primary is October 5th, but eligible voters can cast their ballot before Election Day on weekdays from 8 a.m. until 5 p.m. at the election office, located at 212 Hobby Street. The office will be closed for lunch daily from noon to 1 o'clock. There are numerous positions on the Fort Belknap Tribal Council on the ballot, 
including for president and vice president. The five candidates for president are incumbent Andrew Work Jr., Tasha Hawley, Virgil Stonechief Talks Different, Jeffrey Jeff Stiffarm, and William T. Snuffy Maine. The top two vote-getters in the primary will advance to the general election. As we zoom out now to state news, Governor Greg Gianforte has provided the public with a readout from the DNRC fire briefing he received Monday afternoon. As of 3 p.m. on a Monday, there are 11 active large fire incidents in Montana. The top priority is currently the horse theft fire west of Roundup, which has destroyed one residence and is at 305 acres with 80% containment. The largest active fire is the Trail Creek Fire west of Wisdom, which is just over 57,000 acres with 75% containment. To date, 54 residences in Montana have been lost this year due to fires, which has burned more than 895,000 acres in total. Continuing on with state news, Yellowstone National Park wolf biologists report that three wolves from the park's 27-member Junction Butte Pack were killed by Montana hunters during the first week of the state's wolf hunting season. Two of the wolves were female pups, while the third was a female yearling. They were outside of the boundaries of the park when they were killed. Due to recent changes to wolf hunting regulations in Montana, more than one-third of the Yellowstone shared boundary with Montana is within one mile of private property where baiting is now legal. A press release says the junction of Butte Pack transcends Yellowstone's northern ridge and is the most viewed wolf pack in the world. Moving on now to wheat prices for our area, starting here in Hill County, winter wheat, $7.02, spring wheat, $8.72, Blaine County, winter wheat, $6.92, spring wheat, $8.67, Liberty County, winter wheat, $7.07, spring wheat, $8.72, Shoto County, winter wheat, $7.02, Spring wheat, $8.72. Winter wheat, Phillips County, $6.87. Spring wheat, $8.62. We have three funeral announcements to let you know about. Floyd W. Danbrook, 78, passed away Thursday, September 23rd at the Benefist Hospital. At his request, cremation has taken place and a memorial service to celebrate his life will be held at 2 o'clock Friday, October 1st, at the Geraldine Community Church. Memorials in Floyd's honor may be made to the Geraldine Volunteer Fire Department, the Geraldine Community Church, or to a memorial of your choice. Dennis Delaney Kenfield, 83, passed away Thursday, September 23rd at Benefice Hospital in Great Falls, Montana, Public visitation will be held Thursday, September 30th from 4 to 7 at the Holland and Benign Funeral Chapel. His graveside service will be at 1 p.m. Friday, October 1st at Highland Cemetery and Reverend Sue King officiating. His burial will follow the service. Memorial contribution in Dennis's honor may be made to the United Methodist Church in Chester, 510 West Monroe Avenue, Chester, Montana, 59522. K. Shizuko Mishudo Riska, 64, left us on September 24th and is now at peace after a long struggle with cancer. Cremation has taken place and a celebration of life will be held at Boxcar's Restaurant and Bar in Haver, Montana, October 2nd 
at 1.30 p.m. In lieu of sending flowers, please send donations in honor of Kay Riska and make checks payable to Benefits Foundation, Gift Life Housing, P.O. Box 7008, Great Falls, Montana. Is that'll do it for your Tuesday edition of Montana at Noon. Remember, seven days a week, we are your source of information along the Highline, KOJM, KPQX, and HighlineToday.com. I hope you enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. Reporting, I'm Chris Reyes.